mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers, and welcome to another episode of the Silicon Theory Podcast. I am Sean, your host and moderator. With me this evening is the inimitable Sean P. Say hi, Sean. I can't confirm I am indeed here. Oh. Let's talk a little bit about the announcement that came out this week from HTC, the Taiwanese OEM that has been in a little bit of trouble lately. And that was the announcement of their new flagship phone, the HTC U11. What uh, did we hear this week about HTC's U11, Sean? So as a little bit of just backstory here, HTC released the HTC U Ultra earlier this year, confusing a great many people as to whether this was their flagship or what was going on. But uh, it looks like indeed what had happened is they could not get Snapdragon 835s just like LG ran into. So now that the S8 has launched and they can get them, they're releasing their real flagship, which as Sean just said, is the HTC U11. So what we have is actually a 5.5 inch screen. It's LCD, I think it's Super LCD 5 is the actual name. Um, unlike LG and Samsung, they kept to the more traditional 16 by nine screen ratio. Um, as far as specs go, we have the Snapdragon 835 with four gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of memory in the United States market. Overseas, it looks like there's gonna be a six gigabyte, 128 gigabyte variant. We've seen this with Samsung and others too. In China and other regions, they need to have it to compete on a spec standpoint, whereas in the United States, it doesn't seem to matter right now. Uh, it does have SD card support. Um, it's got a front-facing, I believe, 16 megapixel camera Correct. for selfies. And then on the back, it has a new version of the, um, it's the third variant of their, uh, what do they call their camera optics? Ultra Pixel. Ultra Pixel 3, that's right, pardon. So. Um, what we have here from a hardware standpoint is again the kind of the, the small pixel model that we saw them do last year and we've seen Google do for the last couple generations. I don't know if we've seen what the sensor is. I saw someone said this was an IMX 362 sensor, but it has a um, you know 1.55 U pixels I think, Micron, and, yeah. and then I think the aperture is like 1.8 or something. So uh, very similar to what we saw with the Pixel hardware. Um, so very competitive from that standpoint. It still has a physical uh, fingerprint scanner on the front and with capacitive buttons flanking it. Um, from a design standpoint, the back has this new kind of liquid glass style that, that HTC is taken to using. So the back looks very much like the HTC U Ultra. Um, I actually like it. I think it looks fine, actually. Yeah, I think it, actually in some colors it actually looks really cool. Yeah, they, they have like an aqua blue, a darker blue, a green, um, a white. I actually didn't like the white, but the rest of the colors I like. I especially am fond of the blue. There's also a red variant that a lot of people really seem to like. So I, I think it really looks neat from the back. Um, USB Type-C, like everyone has now, no headphone jack, wah, wah. but they did include, unlike in the HTC U Ultra, a 3.5mm to USB Type-C adapter in the box this time. Hashtag dongle life. So yeah, I mean, that's at least something. Um, they also include a high quality like earbud, earbuds that have noise canceling, so that's part of the package as well. Um, so all of that, not so bad. Um, Here's the part where I think they're going to struggle. They are launching as far as carrier partners in the United States solely with Sprint. And so far, it looks like none of the other 
major three carriers, which are the three largest carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, are ready to carry this phone. Um, but you can buy it unlocked. As far as pricing is concerned, the price tag is $649. Uh, there was a discount code already where you could buy it for $599. I don't know if that's still going or not. So, from my perspective, I actually think they did a lot of things right. I really like the the, the look of the phone, especially on the back. Um, the screen and all the components are top-notch stuff across the board. It has basically everything you expect a flagship to have and then some. Uh, the design of the front, I have some issues with. I think in a world where everyone else is moving to smaller bezels, it sticks out like a sore thumb a little bit that this phone still has pretty ample bezels. I also, you know, and this was a complaint with the HTC 10 last year, the home fingerprint scanner is not centered vertically, it's further down on the phone towards the bottom in the bezel, which doesn't look good. And then the capacitive buttons are small and hard to find. Mm. Um, so overall, you know, this is a tough phone for me. I, I saw the announcement and I kind of went back and forth with Sean all day as we were kind of discussing it. In and of itself, in a vacuum, I think this is a really nice phone. Uh, I like, as I said, the design for the most part and the specs are right where they should be. Here's the problem. Not being a not having carrier partners besides Sprint is suicide. Um, one right off the bat, you just can't hit enough customers that way. One might argue that partnering with Sprint is still suicide because you can't hit enough customers that way. Sprint blows. So, yeah, I mean, there is some truth to that. I think the other issue here, too, is is there a compelling reason to buy this phone over the Galaxy S8 or the LG G6? And to me, the answer is no. But wait, don't you want to squeeze for the brilliant you? I forgot about this. Jeez, I forgot two key things, actually. It is IP67 water resistant this time, which is a step forward for... Uh, HTC, although it's not as water resistant, obviously, as the LG and Samsung phones. And to Sean's point, that's right, Samsung is not the company we're talking about. HTC is the company we're talking about. HTC has, be has found fit to add pressure sensors into the side of the phone that can sense when you're squeezing the device. So in the run-up to this phone, we've talked about this in a couple of rumor roundups. My brain's just gone to mush and I forgot it. Um, we thought the sides were going to be maybe swipeable, or you're going to be able to do some things with that and pressure sensitive. It turns out they're just pressure sensitive. So what this allows you to do is there's an application that you can download from HTC where you can set uh, the squeezes to do different things. So you can have like a long squeeze, a short squeeze, um, double squeeze, whatever. And it can do anything from launching apps to launching Google Assistant to opening the, you know, launching the flashlight and making that turn on. So it can do a lot of different things. Um, I, one of the use cases that people seem to bring up about this that is nice apparently is for those people that live in cold weather climates, the, you know, the sides are, it doesn't matter whether you're wearing gloves or not, they're not capacitive, so you can just press them and still do things, so that can be kind of useful. Um, as far as a giant selling point, I actually really like the idea of being able to swipe. We've discussed this before, being able to swipe down on the side of the bezel to open your notifications, for instance, or open your app drawer, or, you know, do different things. The whole squeezing thing, not into it, man. Well, one, the tagline squeeze for the brilliant you, probably the third worst tagline I've ever heard in my freaking life. Maybe the first dumbest tag I ever heard in my entire life because what the hell does that even mean? 
What the hell did I want you to explain to me HTC's branding strategy when they say squeeze for the brilliant you? Okay, look, I'm just going to throw it out there that HTC's marketing strategy for as long as I can remember has Giant been dumpster fire? just a turd. <laughs> I want, you know what I want you to do right now for any of you watching? I want you to go to YouTube and I want you to search Robert Downey Jr. HTC commercial and you watch that crap. And you try to explain to me what the F they were thinking. They were all high when it happened. That's the only explanation. Robert Downey Jr. is just like, I'll take your money, but I have no clue what you're doing. Thank you, sir. May I have another? And just, you know, so this isn't really in a long line of their marketing department, obviously. I have a feeling it's like the monkeys on typewriters type thing, and they just kind of churn out whatever they churn out. Pretty much. And we talked a little bit about this off air, and it's just really... If you took the HTC U11 in a vacuum and said, is this a phone that I might be interested in? Uh, the answer, I think, is probably yes. I mean, it, it ticks a lot of boxes. So it's got a 5.5-inch quad HD display, Super LCD 5, but okay, whatever, it's fine. Um, IP67, not as water-resistant as some other phones, but that's also fine, too. It's probably enough for what you would probably encounter in most situations, short of taking your phone and chucking it into the ocean. Um, Snapdragon 835, it's got enough storage, it's got enough RAM, it's got enough in terms of spec to be a daily driver flagship top of the line phone. And you know, if you can get it for 50 bucks off, but 599 is actually not that terrible of value when you consider that, you know, eh, flagships that fall into this range that are kind of the sub-premium tier are usually phones like the OnePlus 3T, which costs a little bit less. But if you could say, okay, well, I could spend, you know, 449 on the HT, or excuse me, on the um, OnePlus. 3T, or I could spend $599 on the HTC U Ultra, you could probably talk yourself into the U Ultra for the extra money because of the extra features that it comes with. The U11, you mean? The U11, yeah, sorry. U11, yeah, yeah. U Ultra. Brr. Um, yeah, the you U11. couldn't talk yourself into that even if you'd been drinking heavily. Yeah, absolutely, and was smoking marijuana at the same time. And crack. The... The problem with the U11 is that it didn't come out in a vacuum. It came out in the same space where... Let's forget about the Galaxy S8 and the S8 Plus for a moment, which are, you know, that we've talked about already, phones from the future that have unbelievable style and design implementations. Uh, competing against the LG G6 by itself, I think you've probably got yourself at a little bit of a disadvantage. Now, there are some things about the G6 that isn't fantastic. It's running the Snapdragon 821, so the 835. It's got a little bit of a non-traditional form factor, so it's got that long, skinny uh, display. So if you were just absolutely opposed to you know, having that form factor, you might go, oh yeah, I'd rather have the HTC U11. But in almost every other way, I think the G6 probably is every bit is good, maybe slightly better. And then the Galaxy S8 is noticeably better in every way except for fingerprint scanner. When you look at design, other than the colors which are given out, those are pretty cool, but the bezels are an abomination compared to the G6, and we're not even getting to the S8 at that point. That alone probably makes most people want to stay away. So, okay, we, we did, we were, this is one of the points of discussion is, would you buy this over the LG G6? And I think the reason we were comparing it to the LG G6 as opposed to the Galaxy S8 is the LG G6 has already dropped in price to the point where you can buy it, like T-Mobile has it for $500 now. Um, 
And, and the thing that I keep coming back to is actually when you start looking at specs and you check the boxes, the HTC U11 actually checks more. Uh, in some ways, it's actually the most specced out flagship that we've gotten this year so far, and that's including the Galaxy S8. There's some things that's lacking. It only has Bluetooth 4.2, for instance, whereas like Samsung has 5.0. So there are some little areas where, you know, Samsung's a little ahead. But um, yeah, given the choice between the two, I kept going back to, I, I would buy the G6. And, and the reasoning for that is, there's a couple of reasons, really. I mean, even though it's running a quote-unquote inferior chipset, because it is only, only running the Snapdragon 821, and you guys can't see me air quoting, but I'm doing it. Um, as far as the form factor is concerned, the G6 looks modern, and the HTC U11 just doesn't. Um, it, you know, it's a pretty big phone, actually, as far as size is concerned. It's, it's not big for a 5.5-inch 16.9 phone historically, but compared to the 5.7-inch um, LG G6, which has about the same surface area because of the different aspect ratios, it's significantly larger, and it's like, man, it, it becomes tough at that point for me. It, the, the G6 just looks modern. When you're using it, it's easier to use to some degree. I actually, I, the taller screen now that I've gotten used to it on my phone, like it would be hard to go back. Um, going back to a screen with large bezels would be strange. It's, it's one of those things where like, you didn't know that you needed it until you had it, but once you do, it's kind of difficult to go back. And that's the thing I keep kind of running into is again, I think if you walk into a store, and we've talked about this with the new iPhones and a couple other things, like. If you saw the three of these phones sitting next to each other and you just had someone guess, hey, what year did all these phones come out in? I think they would guess that the HTC U11 came out a year or two ago because it's more in line with expectations. And, you know, we've had this discussion. I actually asked this on a Droid Life question and answer thing, too, which was, has the G6 and the Galaxy S8 already changed consumer expectations about what a smartphone form factor should be? So, you know, these phones just came out, relatively speaking, but... You know, we've had this candy bar design now going back to the original iPhone, and it's always been some relative variation on the theme, right? It's It always had pretty decent-sized top and bottom bezels until the G6 and GS8. But to me, as a consumer, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's already changed expectations immediately as soon as they got the released. I think I when you walk into a store and you see them, it's just it's tough to go back. I agree. And I think that in the wake of that, like you say, the when you're... In a vacuum, the HTC U11 checks all the boxes of what we would expect in a modern smartphone, except for design. And unfortunately, design is the one thing that matters this year. In a year where you have the G6, you have the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus, you're going to have a reiteration of the Pixel. You're going to have the super expensive, super premium iPhone 8, which will also follow probably the same design language. The HTC U11 has no real reason to exist. HTC did a great phone in the wrong year, pretty much full stop. Like, the other issue is this too. I mean, AT&T and I think Verizon at this point and also T-Mobile, like all of them are offering discounted versions of the G6 already. Like, I think on AT&T, if you do their installment plans, you can get it for $360. Now, granted, you're getting bill credits over two years. I think Verizon's doing something similar, but the point here is this. Not only can you as a consumer walk into the biggest three carriers in the United States and get discounts, maybe even half price where they're giving you these bill credits and finance it over time and do all those things with the G6, if you walk into those same stores and you look for the U11, it isn't there because they don't carry it. And you can't do that, meaning you have to buy an unlocked phone at either $599 or $649, depending on what deals are running. And it's, are you going to do that? Who's no. doing that? No one. 
who, like, what person... So, you know, again, when you're looking at this phone, who knows it exists right now? Probably enthusiasts and maybe people that really love HTC, right? And a bunch of people in Taiwan. So, in Taiwan, right? Of course. But, like, the consumer is never... Most people in the United States are not going to know this phone exists. And again, like, to... How do you compete... So, okay, you have the problem of consumers don't know you exist. And, and by the way, also you can buy better alternatives perhaps for less money that you can finance. Or if you want to go, you know, big money, you can buy the Galaxy S8, which I think objectively for most people is a better phone. Yeah, absolutely. It looks better, performs better, everything else. No question. HTC... I don't know. Like I said, I think HTC made a great phone. Um, and it released it in the wrong year. If if this type of phone had come out a year ago, maybe even two years ago, it might have done something to help HTC out of the position that it's in right now, which is falling profits, falling revenues, increasing mm-hmm. cost. Well, they decreased cost quarter over quarter, but that doesn't mean much. So, like, if you imagine this phone coming out last year versus the Galaxy S7, Galaxy S7 Edge, and the LG G5, like, say it had a Snapdragon 820 at the time, so we're really playing revisionist history here, but. I would say it would be superior to the LG G5 to yeah, me. Absolutely. Um, and I think compared to the Galaxy S7 Edge and the Galaxy S7, there's always the Hey AMOLED versus SLCD and some other factors. But again, like if you look at the specs, it would compare very favorably to those as well. So for sure. Uh, and, and compared to like Motorola, Lenovo's flagship offerings last year and whatnot too, like still I think it compares favorably. So even a year ago, I think if they brought this out in their normal time frame, April May of last year. It could have done okay, especially if you had carrier support. But this year, only on Sprint, only unlocked. It doesn't have really anything. I guess the other thing too is like it doesn't have anything compelling about it except for I do think the design is neat. I think the back looks cooler, but most people slap on a case anyway, and like it's just not enough. No, uh, we talked about this off air, and I'll say it again. If the Squeezy bezels is the only differentiator that they've got. It better be really damn good because it's not going to be enough to win anybody over from the G6 or from the Galaxy S8. That's it. That's it's, the end of the game. It's really sad, though. Like, I don't know what HTC does from here. Like, I, I really, I, you know, you've read those reports that they're going to move to a model where they're basically going to make phones for other people. But it's like, then you look at the Pixel where they did this and it was a disaster because they couldn't, their supply chain couldn't keep up. And so they couldn't even churn out enough phones. So... When I'm looking at them as a company, it's just been such a fall from grace, and it's really sad because I think the HTC One X mm-hmm. uh, was they, it the One X? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the HTC M7. If you look at like the history of smartphone designs, those two at the time were for their time period the best designed phones probably on the planet for me. HTC was kind of an innovator; they were doing some cool stuff. I feel like they peaked with the M7, and it's really been down downhill from there. And it's too bad, um, but I, I just I wonder if this is the last flagship that we get from them. It could be because I think they're probably pretty heavily invested in the Vive and the VR platform and stuff, and they just really seem like they're disinterested in smartphones at this point. It doesn't matter if they're disinterested; the carriers have abandoned them. Last year, the M7, or excuse me, last year the HTC 10 was on T-Mobile literally for like a month. Um, it was never on AT&T at all. It got very tepid support from Verizon and it was available on Sprint, I think, for a while too. May, may, they may have actually had it the longest. But again, the point here is without carrier support in the United States, you're dead. And their carrier support has gotten worse and worse. And three of the four, it looks like, took a hard pass this year. 
it's it's over. Let's pour out a little liquor for our homies at HTC because they may be on their way out the door. Google should just buy them. I agree. I, I mean, think so too. If they're serious about hardware, like you can talk smack on Google or on HTC's business model, and there's plenty of things that they've done wrong, but their hardware is still very competitive. If you took this phone with a little Google magic, so you made it AMOLED and you made it, you know, this new form factor with smaller bezels, and you have the Google photo processing algorithm with that camera hardware, what's not to like? Hey man, if they're going to fab for other people anyways, they may as well just get bought out by Google and be the fab for them and call it a day. That probably makes too much sense for both Google and HTC, so it won't happen. Well, since we both know Google and HTC are always listening to the Silicon Theory podcast, it might just happen after all. Just keep in mind, HTC is making the Pixel 2 this year. Congratulations. Let's pray they don't screw it up too badly. Any final thoughts on the U11? No. As I said, it's kind of sad in a way. I can't really talk myself into this phone, and I can't ever see myself recommending it to anyone, and that's a damn shame. It is a shame. And my final thought on the U11 is that it might be the final phone from HTC. So <sighs> That's Bummer. sad, actually. Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to, speaking of Taiwan, I want to give a, give a uh, big shout to one of our listeners, Jackson. Uh, if you're listening to this, we miss you, man. Good luck out there, buddy. But uh, as always, you can catch all of our stuff at SiliconTheory.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at so, SiliconTheory. So real, real quick, just yeah. pretend that I have no earthly idea what you're talking about, which is true. Sure. Uh, we'll see with the Jackson thing, bro. Jackson's my man. He's uh, just one but of But where my... is he? You made it sound like he went to North Korea and disappeared into a labor camp. No, no. He went to Taiwan. Oh, he's in Taiwan. He's in Taiwan. Tell them to give me one of those, uh, actually that would be Korea, I was going to say give me one of those refurbished Note 7s, bring it on a plane. You heard it, Jackson. <laughs> do it. <laughs> You're do never it, brother. coming back if you do that. Do it, brother. Totally different country, of course, but hey, you know, whatever. <laughs> good times. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good night, and we'll talk tech soon. See you soon, Jackson.